This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Episode 5 of Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you to find and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. I'm your host, Sam Rafos, and each week I am blessed to share a conversation with successful, soulful entrepreneurs. Today, like my friend, who is my guest, Dahlia Mustafa is award-winning professional certified master life coach, counselor, and trainer. She is a PhD fellow in leadership, policy, and change. Dahlia is an author, a speaker, a humanitarian. Fluent in English, French, and Arabic, she travels the world to build bridges across cultures. Welcome to the show, Dahlia. Thank you, Sam. It's my pleasure being here today with you and all the audience listening to us from across the world. And uh, Love Brands, you really speak highly to me, and I'm really delighted to be on the show today. Well, thank you. I'm so happy when I was talking to you a few weeks ago, and you said absolutely. I'd love to be on your show, so here we are. Yes, here we are. And I want to mention to our listeners that today you have 39, yes, that's 39 international awards from academia to international recognition for your humanitarian work. And your most recent award is the 2017 Canadian Immigrants of Distinction Award in Community Service. That is absolutely that's absolutely right. Thank you so much. It's, it's been really an honor and a blessing. You know, when you're doing community service, you're not waiting for an award. But when it comes, you know, it, uh, it tells you that you are on the right track, that people, people are finding a value in what you're doing. So it gives you that uh, push forward, do more, uh, serve more, act more, and build more bridges of peace for humanitarian work around all the globe and across Canada. Well, and from, from Calgarians here, we, we thank you for your work. And I saw on your awards page on your website, you started out early on brilliant. So very, us, very young. <laughs> so tell us your backstory and how you got here and why you do what you do. Sure. Uh, my backstory, as you said, it started very young. I actually, I grew up in Egypt, and my parents had a vision that I go to a Catholic school, uh, and the reason was, you know, Egypt was invaded by French people, and they installed the most elite school in Egypt by that time. So I went to my Catholic school, and uh, over there, I really learned the principle of peace, humanity, how to embrace all religions, all backgrounds, all cultures. 
when I was at grade five, I, I certainly, until now, I keep asking the principal of the school. She saw something in me. She appointed me to be the president of the public media sector at school, and this was a position for girls at grade 12. And I kept the position through re-elections by my colleagues at the school uh, from grade five until grade 12 when I graduated. I learned a lot about humanitarian, charity mm-hmm. work, volunteering, the blessings of giving, the power of good deeds. So this was the environment I grew up at school and the home actually my own mom and dad were also raising and reinforcing me these values of good deeds to serve people, to be nice and kind, compassion and that stuff. And then I finished. I joined actually, um, that's going to be a surprise for you, I joined engineering. So I went for engineering studying in Egypt. I finished my bachelor. I was the top of my class. I was always involved, you know, in the student union, whether I am the president or the vice president. I was also a treasurer and a fundraiser for a couple of charity organizations in Egypt, and I joined the Rotor Act at a very young age to start contributing in making the world a better place. And then I was appointed upon my graduation at the top of my class. I was appointed as a teaching assistant and then an assistant lecturer. I pursued my master's degree in electrical engineering. And then it was my dream, actually, to travel and pursue my PhD studies. Definitely, you can, you can say by now, I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning. I love knowledge. I believe that knowledge is power and education really is very important. Um, on all dimensions, you know, in, uh, in our day-to-day communication, in our relationships, in our work, in our career, on a global level. And uh, it was the time to choose where am I going to go for my uh, post-secondary education. And I chose Canada. You know, I grew up in a French school, so I often heard about Montreal and the culture and how Canadians are very kind and warm and embracing to all cultures, how Canada is diverse. And I so much wanted really to come to Canada. So I applied and I started my journey in a PhD in engineering at Concordia University. Uh, within the first semester, I was actually ranked the top uh, on the top third across the whole university and all um, across the whole faculties. And I was honored to be awarded. Uh, this in, in what 2000, year? 2006. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I was honored with three prestigious awards and fellowships from Concordia University. And, of course, McGill University were smart enough to act right away and try to recruit me. So I, I received a phenomenal offer from McGill to continue my Ph.D. over there. And, of course, McGill University has a great reputation, and it's a dream for everyone to join. So I transferred after I finished my Ph.D. courses in engineering from Concordia to McGill. And uh, I started pursuing my dissertation topic in electrical engineering. It was actually in multimedia security. And during, during my campus life in McGill, it was, it was the best years of my life. I was elected as the vice president academic and university affair for the Postgraduate Student Society. And I stayed there for like two years. I was also a McGill senator on board. I did implement that project to help women when they go on maternity leave to be still paid by the university, which was something brand new from scratch. I did it on McGill level, then across Quebec, and then across the whole federal um, federal government. And I take so pride doing doing something, you know. It's, it's that power, you know, to be an agent of social change, trying 
going to create an impact in society. And while I was in McGill, I got my first job offer from Bombardier. And Bombardier has been on my dream list. And I was so happy, actually. I was just going for, an, um, for a job fair in McGill. And I had just a chit-chat with them in the job fair. And they said, we want to interview you tomorrow. They interviewed me. And then I got a job offer the following day, which is something almost impossible to happen. And then my beloved sweet mother, she said, oh, honey, I, I don't want you to skip doing your PhD if you join industry. I'm not sure if you're going to finish your PhD or not. And I, I declined the job offer, and I declined it with love because I, really, you know, I, I really wanted to make my mom happy. But then six months later, I got another job offer from Sunker Energy in Calgary, and I really said, no, it's, this, is, this is impossible. I cannot keep declining job offers from companies that I would really love to join, especially that I was eager to join the industry and see the industry itself and how it is. I spend all my life in academia before teaching at the university level. So I wanted to relate what I have learned, what I've been teaching with the industry. And I relocated from Montreal to Calgary in 2010 and joined the Sunco team. And I kept progressing until I reached the position of a team lead, leading 13 engineer in the reliability engineering department. And I discovered that came this moment of awareness that I discovered that when I was teaching at McGill, I was doing academic coaching for my students. And then at Sunker as well, part of my portfolio was doing team building and leadership coaching for my employees as well. So the drive to study coaching really, really reached the peak at me, and I kept looking for universities that provide coaching degree and I came uh, I came throughout Erickson College in Vancouver and I and they had a training just the following day so I took my training with uh, Erickson College and I joined as well the Soul Coaching International Institute in California and I took a training with them and uh, it was really time like my passion was really I reached a stage in my life after all the success I reached in engineering, I felt that I really have a strong message that I really would like to share with the universe. And this is why I said I want to relate all the skills and all the talents that I have to education and do something that, you know, that my life will be led with my number one value, which is joy. And this was the time where I created for myself a triangle, and I said, I want to be focusing on coaching, on counseling, and on leadership. And I took a very bold decision to switch my PhD focus from absolute electrical engineering to leadership policy and change with a focus in counseling psychology. And here I am today. As as I'm listening to you, it, it sounds like you're... You you follow that inner guidance, that intuition. Yes. That says yes. This is, I I know you talked to your mom when you yeah. when you were considering the first job, but at the end of it, you are still your your best intuition. Yeah, see, it was a burning desire inside. It was a burning desire, you know. Every time, like being, you know, being a president and uh, being a president and vice president for student union and being a public speaker across all my life, every time I step on stage, people say, there is something genuine about you. You're speaking from your heart. I realized that most of my time in my volunteer, in my free time, I love to volunteer. I like to, I like to serve. I like to plan for goals that serve society members. 
So I was really on that side that there is this burning desire. Dalia, there is much more, you know, than leading a team in an engineering firm. I loved being an engineer, and I take pride being an engineer. But I can tell you, like, right now, when I'm doing what I'm doing now, a coach, a counselor, a trainer, leadership consultant, speaker, motivational public speaker, it's a life that is full of dynamic. It's a life that I'm giving my best to it. Yes, I'm inspiring people and helping them to change my life, but to change their life, but also this reflects back on me in helping me learning, you know, from the different walks of life because everyone has his own beautiful, authentic journey. And all of this leads to an incredible amount of personal growth and expansion, a huge horizon, you know, being able to look at situation from multi-different perspective, embracing more culture and diversity. It's a, love I def- it's a life I definitely enjoy. So bring it to bring it to your why. Uh, why do I enjoy it, and why why do you feel that it's your calling? I feel I feel that it's my calling because when I when I sit down, I reflected with myself on a couple of occasions. I I realized that all the things that happened into my life, they had meaning. One led to the other. When I was very young, I was 12 years old. Uh, I was still in Egypt by that time. Medical doctor informed my parents that I will never be able to do anything in life. I'll I'll be in a wheelchair in six months. I got an autoimmune disease when I was a child, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And by that time in Egypt, almost everyone having that disease was in a wheelchair. So I remember my dad, I had a very genuine story. When I was born, my dad was 62 years old. He was at the peak of his success, at the peak of his charisma, and all he wanted, he was afraid to pass away when very, very young. So he dedicated all his life to really pass all his knowledge, teaching, and wisdom, and spirituality to me. So luckily, when he passed away, I was 21 years old. So I, I really did spend lots of time learning from him and getting to know about those secrets of success and joy in life. And then after I finished my studies, reached the peak of success in engineering, in academia, and in industry, I really came with that uh, divine guidance that I'm really called, there is a calling for me to tell people that yes, they can. No matter what, no matter could be the barriers, no matter what the hurdles are, they still can. They can still dream, they can still achieve, they can still love, they can still have a beautiful life and create the best out of it. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in my comfort zone speaking about it for almost 25 years until I succeeded to break that because I felt that the calling is really so strong that God and the divine want me to be able to serve people by example. And this is why I wanted to do the education part of the coaching and the counseling and the leadership. And I have already the several stories from chapters of my life and also the practice that I gained throughout my life journey by interact with people on a global level. So when I reflected on all of this, I realized that this was a divine guidance. And interestingly enough, this divine guidance, that voice was really so clear and so loud. It was in 2007. 2007. But again, I didn't want to break my mom's heart, you know, change 
change, like I come from a Middle Eastern culture from Egypt, and change for Egyptian mom is kind of a little bit hard. So I had to easily and smoothly sail with the flow until there came the moment in 2014, seven years later, and I said, Mom, this is my passion, this is my goal, this is really my divine calling, and if you really love me, you need to gladly welcome my decision and honor it. And I'm glad we had we had this conversation with love, and the power of love was just amazing. Interesting enough to, mer- to mention, by that time I was actually married. So, you know, sharing with my husband, I remember when I, when I went for him and I said, honey, I want to go for a coaching degree. I remember the first thing that he told me, he said, honey, you are an engineer. I said, well, yeah, but engineering does not define who I am. I am a soul, and I'm divinely guided to do this and serve humanity, and I believe that I have the passion, I have the inspiration, I have the skills, the talents, and the how of how to do it, and he was really <laughs> a great support. And, and you I know, can, it, I it, can imagine... I imagine he was thinking, here is my highly educated wife and, and professor, and I'm not sure what, what she's doing now, why she wants to go this road. I want to hear more about that, because I know he's been a big impact on you. I just want to take a short break, and then I want you to tell that story. Perfect. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Okay, and we are back. Before the break, you were going to tell us the story about your lovely husband and his impact on your, on your career change, your calling. So the beautiful thing about Ahmed, he came, he came to Canada when he was 12 years old. So he's really a pure Canadian. Like, and I'm, I'm so grateful when I was praying, when I'm doing my prayer for a husband. One of the things that I mentioned between me and the divine, I said, I really would love to marry an Egyptian, but who grew up in Canada. So he's more Canadian because I realized I have lots of values, Canadian values. So that's interesting. Four months later after I started my coaching degree, we were having dinner and I asked him, I said, uh, you were so supportive. How come like, you know, you didn't, you didn't question it or, uh, or doubt it or, or, and, and he answered me an answer that really made me very happy. He said, your eyes were sparkling with joy and passion. And why would I break your heart if this is something that's going to bring you joy, fulfillment, and passion, and you feel so strong about it? That 
that my role as your soulmate is to support you on your journey. And, you know, I, I remember I took a deep breath and I was like, you know, thank God, you know, because um, I believe when you are married to the right person, I, I believe, you know, it's great being single, okay? And I, I have the motto, it's better to be single than to be married with the wrong man. But definitely the right man in a woman's life, and it goes both ways, vice versa. Uh, it's inspiration, it's support, it's encouragement, caring, and kindness. So that's definitely, you know, if, if, I, if I am a source of inspiration, as you might know, I'm running as a finalist for the Woman of Inspiration Award across Canada this year. So if I'm inspiring people, I need to have a happy life and inspiring life as well. So it's, it's been a blessing, you know, and because it's a divine call, as you can see, the divine has arranged for everything, you know. Uh, I've been blessed with amazing parents since I was very young. My mom and dad both have been role models for me. Then came my husband. Then the client that the universe sent for me, you know, every client on their own, their journey is amazing. And sharing these journeys with them and being part of their journey, it's a true honor for me. And you you made a point of saying how, Ahmed said, you know, your, your eyes were shining, you light up when you're talking about doing this work, and you referred to joy being one of your values, and, and the shining eyes and the joy, when your core values are aligning with what you are doing, yes. then that is your calling. Tell me a that little is. bit about your, your core values. You've touched on it, but what are your core values? You know, uh, when I was very young, I remember my, I was, I think I was 12 years old or something, and my dad would, would ask me these questions about my values, my beliefs, how to be positive, my identity. And it's amazing, when I studied coaching later on, I realized that identity, values, and beliefs are really the core of the human personality and the psychological well-being. My values are joy. Joy is my number one value. Family is my second value social change, education, and community service. So these are my top five values. And because I grew up, you know, to realize that these are my five values, this is why I wanted to do something that is of community service, something that is educational, something that would be inspiration and add a value to people. I love doing marriage counseling. You know, it fosters my, my value of family. I love inspiring people, helping people get out of depression and anxiety. It's all, all what I'm doing right now in my, in my career. And as well, in my spare time, I do have a radio show, a video show to inspire people. So it's a life that I'm leading based on my values and the core vision and mission of my business is also in line 100% with my values. And life really taught me that when you lead a life based on values, everything is easy, everything is most, everything, you know, the divine keeps showering you with abundance. You, don't, you know, you can have goals, but you really don't need to figure even the how in, in, in the purest details because there is a bigger arrangement for you out there. Like I remember when I started my radio show, I started the show and I had the intention to really inspire people and make a change of their life. I come from academia with a background that services need to be affordable and accessible. So not everybody can really, you know, like 
with the recession we're having in Canada now, sometimes it could be challenges for people to come and pursue coaching and counseling. And this is why I wanted to have a radio show, a video show, materials out there that people can go to and can still get help. And it's interesting, when I started the show, I remember one day I just left and I had in mind I would like to interview this very, very big scientist and this very big actor who holds great value that's going to be beneficial to pass to people. And seriously, it was almost like if we think on it by logic, it was impossible to reach out for them. But because I was divinely guided to do the show, everything just worked out very, very well. And since then, you know, I've, I've lived all my life, you know, I know that when you have a good intention, when you do your work and you do it on a daily step, definitely there is going to be an outcome. It's, it's a divine equation that can never fail. If you have the intention, you have a plan, and you're pursuing this plan and taking action on a day-to-day basis, there will be definitely an outcome. And I'm, I'm nodding, and no one can see me nod, but I'm nodding <laughs> because I had seen you, I think online, probably a couple of years ago. It was probably when one of your awards came out, and I had read a little bit about you, and in that moment, I had said to myself, or the voice, you know, says, you and her are going to be friends. And I thought, how lovely would that be? And now here we are. We are friends, and I am so happy you're here sharing your story. And I want you to move into, uh, tell me, what's a daily habit? We're we're moving into uh, towards the end of the show here, and I always like to ask my guests, what's your daily habit that keeps you aligned with what your brand and what you're doing right now? Uh, waking up in the morning, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely doing my morning my morning prayers, and then actually sitting down, writing my gratitude list for the night before all the things I'm grateful for. And then after writing my gratitude list, sending loving energy to three people. These three people, you know, could be clients, family members, uh, neighbors, could be, could be anyone. And then after sending them loving energy, you know, broadcasting what are my wishes for the day today? What do I wish today to happen? And having a Zoom in that. And then closing my gratitude book and meditating. So it's really the main, the main things are my gratitude journal, and my meditation in the, in the early morning together with my prayer. Oh, I like that. And when you, when you meditate, because I, I do it daily as well, you, you are listening for messages to come in. It's exactly. different than prayer, when, which is important. Yes, too. yes. But yes. the, through the meditation is where we get calm and, and get the information download for what we need is what I like to say. Yeah, meditation is a time where I quiet my mind completely to be able to listen to those divine messages and calling. And, you know, it, um, again, I grew up in that environment. It's, it's interesting, you know, because in Egypt, you don't find lots of people who meditate. So I grew up on meditating like 35 years ago. My dad used to take me with him like in nature, and he would sit down and contemplate. And I was so young by that time, I would, I would ask, Daddy, what are you doing? He would reply and say, I'm contemplating in nature. I'm meditating at the quietness in order to, become, to be able to come with messages to guide me. So, you know, 
inner guidance is really very important, Sam. And I appreciate you so much mentioning something. Like, I would like to tell everybody listening to us today, life is much beautiful even when we are surrounded by friends who share the same values as us. So, you know, your business flourish when you have very, very clear values that stick actually with the vision and mission and the values of your company. Your relationship flourish when you are with the people who share the same values with you. So values are just an amazing, amazing foundation for a great, joyful, inspiring, and successful life. I couldn't agree with you more. And when you were talking about you and your dad contemplating, is is this part of, you had mentioned your book. I want to get a little bit information. I know you've got a book coming out. I want to get a little bit of information about that before you leave us with your best inspiration. So tell me about your book. So you can say I'm a poster child for Hay House uh, Publishing Company. Since I was very young, I kept reading in that self-help for Louise Hay, for Dr. Wayne Dyer, Robert Holden. So I remember one of the books that really changed my life was The Right Questions for Debbie Ford and The Alchemist for Paolo Coelho. And I always had this dream that one day I would like, yeah, I do public speaking, but I want to write a book to write my story and what are the barriers I overcome and how did I succeed to create abilities from disabilities and share this message with the world at large. So thank God the book is written. It's coming out this December, and it's called Breaking Barriers, Shining My Own Light. And I really hope that it would add an added value, you know, for everyone who read it, you know, anyone who's going through a tough time, anyone who would like to learn how to make it through. Uh, definitely I'll be waiting for your feedback when it comes out, and uh, hopefully we can connect again and, and see what people think about the book. Oh, for sure. I can't, I can't wait to read it. I'm, I'm going to put your uh, show information uh, on, or your website information or whatever information it is that you want me to leave the reader or the listener with. And before we go, give me your best parting words of wisdom or advice. So my best parting of wisdom would be, you know, uh, I grew up as a Muslim in a Middle Eastern country. But I was, I was blessed to have parents who traveled the world. So it was a very huge wisdom from my dad. My, my dad, by the age he was 12, he read all the Quran and he learned it by heart. So Islam is peace. It's like Christianity and Judaism. They are all about peace. So when he put me in that Catholic school, this was a transformational port in my life. When I learned at a very young age to accept differences, to embrace differences, to welcome different opinions, to value, to respect others. That's why today I am sitting in Canada. That's why today I'm blending with Canadians. That's why today I'm respected by Canadians because I respected them. And that's why today I'm able to connect with people from different backgrounds and walks of life because for me, I learned at a very young age to be open, to give and share and respect. And this is why, Sam, I am so passionate about youth development. I strongly believe that today's youth are tomorrow's nation. 
when I work with youth and the amount of problem they go through nowadays, through bullying, uh, domestic violence at home, disempowerment, or even girls who just don't have confidence or have low self-esteem, I feel, you know, it's, it's, it's such an added value work when I work with youth to help them since they are very young shape their identity, shape their values, shape their beliefs. I think you're going to agree with me that most of the adult people, when, when they have something wrong going on in their life, Usually there is always something in childhood that happened. So I wish that one day, my wish for the whole world, I wish that one day, you know, we can have life coaching skills to be taught at schools, to be taught at universities. You know, education is not only about learning the education, and life nowadays has become super, super busy. Parents are challenging, the work is demanding, so people don't have enough time to spend with their children. So I would love through your show to pass out this message to everyone listening. Let's integrate and try to have these life coaching skills at schools, at university, at companies as well, because when we are going to lead a life again based on value, it's going to be a purpose purpose for life. And I want to share one last thing with you, that everything good in my life came when I followed the beautiful saying, be the change you want to create. So that's why I love doing marriage coaching, because I really love how my marriage is, and I want more of that. So I give to people, I give and help them to have better marriage. When I do youth development, you know, like there are those parents who have fears for their children. I know that my, my little son is going to be blessed and protected because I'm helping other children. So really, be the change you want to create and be a candle that lights the whole world with peace, love, tolerance, diversity, and humanity. Oh, thank you. I couldn't agree with you more, and I'm... I'm very blessed to have you on the show, and I thank you. And how do you want our listeners to connect with you? They are more than welcome to connect to me through my website. It's www.daliamustafa.com. So it's D-A-H-L-I-A-M-O-S. Uh, I can easily, you know, if anybody just type in Google Dalia Mustafa Calgary, they're going to find my Facebook, my website, my Instagram, my Twitter. I'm on all social media platforms. And my phone number is 403-978-6564. Perfect. And I will have that on the show page as well as I have some lovely photos that I'll be sharing on the slideshow. Dahlia, welcome, or thank you, welcome. Uh, thank you for being on the show. I'm, I'm humbled, I'm honored, I love our time together, and I will see you soon, and I look forward to your book. And thanks again. I'm Sam Rafis. Thank you, listeners, for sharing your time with us. And until next time, keep sharing the love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.